0: Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under $40, bucks. you will spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks, or two pairs of progressives for under 80 Our
1: prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express
2: Others drastically so. Uh, this is DC On Screen. Every week Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film Man television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
0: I, I think I'm ready, man. You, uh, you all peed out? You good? I'm empty. <laughs> you dry?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm as dry as a desert tumbler. I, I don't know what those <laughs> what? things are. The things that tumble in deserts. Tumbleweeds? There we go. Gotcha. dry as a tumbleweed
0: <laughs> I can't see a tumbleweed without thinking of Sam Elliott's voice
2: mm,
0: that's fair <laughs> yeah i you when know, i actually I when want i to see sure. a tumbleweed
2: i i think of the first like those 2 seconds of looney tunes background just looping over and over again
0: yeah oh yeah sure i just want to make sure i wasn't going to get any uh you know desperate text messages this no. episode
2: no 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 okay. we're, we're we're ready i mean look as soon, as soon as i hear you say like hey welcome to DC on screen I, I i i untied the tourniquet and let old lady H have her way with me.
0: <laughs> no. No. We're not so equating like, heroin to pissing now.
2: Well, I mean, you can for many reasons, <laughs> but it's a good reason to... Van- so, like, if you don't hear me at the end of the episode, it's not like, oh, Jason must have had to go pee. It's, it's, uh, it's a deeper problem.
0: <laughs> Worthy of sympathy. Right. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but I think most of our audience... I say that, but I don't know. I think most of our audience will relate more to you just having to take a piss than they than they will to your burgeoning heroin addiction yeah you know I, I don't
2: i don't know for maxwell's silver silver hammer but uh i'll tell you oh. I, i've had some peas that i would have put up against anybody's addiction
0: that might be fair <laughs> all right welcome into d c on screen <laughs> episode four twenty nine <laughs>
2: i hope you read the n s f w part before you click no. play
0: yeah, well, they. You know, I've never actually. I don't think I've actually I've ever gotten a, a a response. I complain about that, honestly. Um, I don't think anyone went in and was like, "Hey, it was written in the description <laughs> and on iTunes," and I was still angry yeah. because no one warned me. We used the people. Before language. Jason started dropping f bombs,
2: I I will. It is probably going to be me.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, you know, when we started this podcast. We were like, hey. You know, we can be like Mark Twain because he was talking about, uh, you know, how very fine, you know, upstanding writers write, uh, write the uh, literary equivalent of wine, but the poor people drink water. He writes the literary equivalent of water.
2: Mm. So yeah, I didn't go that deep into it. I was just like, man, I probably can't censor myself actively that well. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be cursing.
0: <laughs> and I am literally sitting here in uh, silk sucker, silk sucker, and white linens. With a uh, handlebar mustache, so <laughs> we know what I was going to choose. Yeah, I, and uh, anyway, I used to be, but be- I, I
2: don't know. I used to be better at it. Maybe I've just aged out of it. I'm not sure. Like, uh, yeah, you know, like when you grow up, you kind of, uh, or at least I did. You, you kind of keep your conversations in private, separate from your conversations around your parents, kind of thing. Um, I
0: don't think I had that filter.
2: I, I definitely did have that filter where I was able to go into a, you know, I like, I never got written up in school for cursing or something like that. I, I could always. Speak one way here, and then speak a different way when I was hanging out with my friends or something.
0: And uh, over the years, mm. those
2: two have just melded into whatever it is I do now.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So, in case you couldn't have guessed from this conversation, <laughs> we're going to talk about DC stuff <laughs> on film and television, as the intro stated.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm glad we finally got back to it.
0: <laughs> uh, you wanna you wanna start off? You wanna actually get into this thing? Let's dig in, man. All right. So, uh we're going to talk about Justice League up front. Uh Boxoffice.com uh, is predicting that the 3-day opening weekend for Justice League is going to be about 150 million. It's going to pull in that much. And uh, some people are going, you know, that's too high. Some people are saying that's too low. That's, you know, it sucks. Um here are the uh here are the stats though, Dawn of Justice was forecasted at 154 million. Brought in 166 million. Suicide Squad forecasted at 98 million and brought in 133 million. Wonder Woman was fore- forecasted at 83, came in 101. So, uh, you know, it's probably going to do a little more than 150. Yeah. Uh, especially since, you know, they've kind of shifted to where Wonder Woman is. Well, Wonder Woman, they've now shifted it to Wonder Woman being up front in a lot of the, uh, the ads and stuff. So, which is probably the smart call.
2: Mm, yeah. Um. Also, I don't know. I mean, if you'd ask me outright, what do you think it's going to make in opening weekend? Uh, I think 150 millions. Man, that's it, a great guess.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not particularly. You know, it's not too. It's not I, like, lowballing just, it. Yeah, just you're not, not really shitting on it.
2: Yeah, you're not. Co- <laughs> you're not going to come out and say, like, dude, it's going to make 30 million. It's going to be terrible. And you're not coming out and saying it's going to make 250 million in two days. It's it's in between. Yeah, it's,
0: it's uh.
2: Yeah, I, I think a pretty good guess. I'm just gonna go with yeah. 156, just in case. I, you know, I I'm feel go with 156 like 156 uh, million, just in case I'm right. So it'll be fun.
0: I feel like you know, a lot of people are gonna spend this on the internet and be like, "Oh man, it's not gonna make." I don't know, whatever. Um, 200, 300 million, whatever the hell Avengers did opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but like Warner Brothers is over here like cashing checks and going, "I oh, know it's terrible. Oh, yeah, <laughs> We're really hurting." Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> life is rough (laughs) oh yeah so uh, a lot of people are freaking out over this uh i don't i don't know what to what to really take from it except it is a thing that was stated um wired yeah right wired was uh talking to Zack snyder they were talking to him really about um his new movie, Snowsteam Iron, which was released on Vero. And it, by the way, that's pretty awesome. It's a short film. It's like five minutes long. It's really cool. Uh, if you don't have Vero, you should download it just to watch it. I don't, you know, I haven't seen much more that was that Vero was good for except for looking at Clay Enos pictures. But <laughs>
2: but there's this too now. So far. So.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, they were talking to him. And they asked um, if he was going to be involved in Justice League anymore. And Snyder says it would be unfair in a lot of ways to get involved again. He says, I'm at a place where I feel excited about it and I'm happy for my guys. And I love these people they that are working on it. And they're my family and I think they're doing an amazing job. But I've kind of just let them do their thing. Which has an air of sadness to it. It sounds kind of... Like, maybe that's not what he really wants, but, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, regardless of how he feels about it and whether he's got the, uh, you know, fear of missing out or or whether he's just worried about his product and, and the integrity or something. Uh, yeah. Still, I think it's the right decision. Even if he is worried or he has uh, trepidation yeah. about it. You can't, like, put Joss Whedon, of all people, in charge uh, and, and then just walk in at the last minute and say, so what's going on? it's just not not yeah. a not a productive way to go about things.
0: Yeah. Now, uh batmannews.com has reported that uh, they spoke to three people who attended the Justice League test screening and those people loved it. They called it epic. One person uh said they didn't like BVS or Suicide Squad but loved Justice League. Um I'm actually more concerned about whether they liked Wonder Woman. But um
2: it sounds like in that statement they took it as read that Wonder Woman was all right. Yeah. That's how I would read that statement.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um of course, you know, I it does look like it, a screening of some sort happened. Um and this was apparently a um an assembly cut. So, which is basically the first draft edit. Mhm. Um, uh, you know, or maybe it, it might not be the first draft edit, you know. It might be like the second or third edit. Um And someone else said though that they uh A friend of a friend, this was on Twitter, they said a friend of a friend said that it was, eh, it's fine, (laughs) but no one's really given anything away because apparently they actually had to sign their lives away, according to uh, Robert Mannion on Twitter. He says, we signed our lives away, promising not to discuss any details. Bragging that I saw it early is all you'll get out of me.
2: Good. I... I I don't want to know anything. I just want to walk into the theater and see it. So I don't like all these people hinting about things before because they've seen a mm-hmm. screener of something that, let's face it, it's a screener may or may not actually be there when the time comes.
0: Yeah. Now you know there has there is a rumor that's been apparently confirmed, but again, this is rough drafts. Who knows? It might be put back in. Lex Luthor has apparently been cut, mm-hmm. as have uh, as has Chrissy Clemens, who uh, you know seemed to be really happy about her role. We reported on it uh, when she told uh Meliste Magazine. It was uh, Model S.D. Magazine. It was my first time doing something so extravagant like that. We filmed in London, and that's one of my favorite places. I know the parts that I did introducing Iris are effing sick. I can't wait to see the movie. I'm so happy that I've been introduced to this genre because I, di- I didn't really have any type of desire to be a part of any superhero world. Aww. And then I stepped on set of Justice League, and I was like, holy shit, all right. But uh, it looks like it might not be in there anymore, so... I don't I don't know.
2: Poor thing. She got back
0: Yeah, that'd be suck. That'd be suck. What is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a sentence. It
2: probably is. I mean, <laughs> I, I think you can use suck that way these days.
0: <laughs> no, I mean if I if I use it that way, I have to say like, you know, something like dat am te suck, you know, like the internet people. Yeah. Where they you know, it's become a meme to misspell v Oh yeah yeah okay yeah.
2: Now I do you think if you actually use that sentence in uh with with no irony whatsoever you you do have to completely abandon the oxford comma just in principle. Right, which I will not do.
0: Well, I'll do it because, you know, on a hot summer day, I could stand the breeze from, you know, J.R. Tolkien spinning in his grave. Mm,
2: I can't. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> that comma's supposed to be there, man. All right. <laughs> I've, I've tried to see it from someone else's point of view, and I just can't. Anyway, go
0: ahead. No, I agree. I was I was just making a joke that you didn't laugh at. Oh, um, over to
2: Shazam. No, I was still mourning the... I was actually deeply mourning the situation.
0: It's okay. I'll take another drink of wine. Mm, good. To... <laughs> That'll sate my shattered soul. Mm. Anyway. Very good for that. So, uh, What's Filming is reporting that Shazam is going to start filming February 5th, 2018. Oh, cool. They're going to be filming between the 5th and May 4th, 2018, in Ontario. Toronto, Ontario.
2: Mm-hmm. I still don't know who's actually playing anything, right?
0: I don't know. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how they were talking about uh, that Thaler guy. Yeah. I mean, they've... they've But they haven't announced. They've thrown a they few names around, anything.
2: but there's there's really nothing... I mean, it's it's a titular character in a movie that's going to cost them, uh nine digits. Like, we're going to get a press release mm. when the time comes.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be a tweet. Now, <laughs> you know what? Who knows these days? Yeah, you know,
2: it will also <laughs> be tweeted. But WB still puts out press releases, so
0: yeah. So uh, you know, you know, Pony Smasher, Sandberg. The guy that's uh, directing Shazam, he's been putting out, uh, this, his account is Pony Smasher on Instagram, he's been putting out all the pictures of his Coke Zero cans and action figures and wild shit on the walls, like short films where he's shooting a rocket launcher on Tony the Tiger's back. Mm. Just it's really ridiculous, silly stuff. And um, looks like Jeff Johns has pretty much taken over his account. For a post, it's a picture of Jeff John standing in front of all this shit with a sign that says "Get back to work."
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're paying you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're doing great work on it's that like, account.
0: Yeah, you know, with our with our new format, I was just like, okay, we're gonna stop going into Instagram accounts, and then like Sandberg comes in and like just starts sm- just killing it. <laughs> it has been funny stuff coming out of him. Um so um well this is weird. Hmm. oh here we go. Pfft. I did a stupid thing in my notes and I got confused. <laughs> Over to Wonder Woman too. <laughs> Patty Jenkins was talking to Toronto Sun, said uh, she gave a little hint as to what might be coming down the the pike for Diana. She says, I'm I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm excited for her to come to America and become the Wonder Woman we are all familiar with from having grown up around her as an American superhero. I'd like to bring her a little farther along into the future and have a fun exciting storyline that is her uh, that is its own thing wonder woman 1 is so much about her becoming the person she is i can't wait to spring forward with who she is and have another great standalone superhero film and a lot of people are freaking out going like oh man they're going to skip over like all the past and they didn't really explain what happened between like you know uh, world uh, the, the first wonder woman and bvs she's saying i'm going to i'd like to bring her a little farther along into the future that doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna make it like current day or that it's gonna be like the eighties Cold War thing. It might be Wonder Woman. I mean Wonder Woman. It might be World War II. Who knows? And it could be
2: I mean it could be any of those things, but uh the phrasing a little further along, you know, to pick it apart, but it's definitely not the phrasing we're going to bring her into the present. Right. That is it's just that would be such a roundabout way of saying it, but I mean it's it's possible.
0: It's well it's gonna really be weird just when Wonder though. Woman two <laughs> Comes along, and it's like, set in 2003. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'd be perfect.
0: And, you know, it's just like a two-hour dissertation on what Diana thinks of Taylor Swift. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and speculation about who indeed let the dogs out.
0: <laughs> I don't want to go down this path. Let's move on. <laughs>
2: I was ready to go right, Smash so, Mouth next, so yeah, just save a song.
0: Yeah, that's that. Uh, hey, hey, Smash Mouth is late '90s, really. hmm Like that
2: song didn't resurge in Shrek form around that time.
0: We will speak not of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've titled this story: Margot Robbie doesn't understand Harley and the Joker. <laughs> all right. Um. Now,
2: previously, she's. Uh, in most of interviews, she seems to be pretty on top of it.
0: Yeah, I I mean, until this, I would so, say that's kind of true, yes. but What's going on here? She was being interviewed, and they asked her about the, the Joker-Harley movie, and um, she said, Their love story has to end in flames. It has to. It just wouldn't be right. I'm personally a sucker for a love story in any iteration. I think people enjoy seeing two characters who, in Harley and Joker's case would die for one, another, for one another is kind of romantic in a messed up way. First of all, in Suicide Squad, if we're just going by the material we've seen, um, Joker has already said dying for him is too easy. Would she live for him? That's nitpicking, though. Uh, importantly, though, the, I mean, that's the characters the thing have always... the before
2: it's time to die for you.
0: Right. Uh, but the... And, and that kind of was the case in that movie, too. Is just she survived. Mm-hmm. And he kind of went, eh, I have to go I have to go get her. I guess but, she'll be sticking around now. Shit. You know, when you look at that movie and you know how much it was changed because audiences didn't like the truth of their relationship, what we saw from Batman the Animated Series and subsequent subsequent comic book stories. Yeah.
2: The um It's, it's not
0: romantic. Yeah, it's not romantic. It's an abusive, sick relationship. Um of course, you know, Margot Robbie. That's fine. And you know what? I mean, th- that's how I see the relationship. That's how I've always seen the relationship, because I was there when Harley was created. Mm-hmm. I mean, not literally there, but I I was watching it first run. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that so many of these people have coerced and pulled from Harley and Joker into making them some sort of morose, you know, Burton-esque love story, or, you know, even as they... Like I lo- love to talk about how it's like uh, natural born killers kind of love story, which is kind of shit.
1: Mm, no. Um,
0: whatever, man. If that's what if that's what the fan base has to clamor to, I guess whatever. I
2: and the the real life story of the natural born killers guys or, uh, couple was uh, I mean in ways a little worse than the origin story of Harley and Joker. Mm. Hmm. I mean Harley's well, never been purported guys. to be 14, for instance.
0: Yeah. Do you know what, guys? If you want to see them as a, as some kind of romantic couple, uh, I guess that's that's on you. But they're not. Is sick.
2: Well, I know. <laughs>
0: this kind of why they've moved Harley away from the Joker in the comics.
2: Yeah. the The times have moved on past that being something that we could uh, glorify or, or wanted to really validate. At this point, when you see your friend in a relationship like that, you kind of think, man. I mean. Like I know y'all are happy like a lot of the time until you want to kill each other and then you're you're really happy again. But this isn't healthy, you know.
0: You know what? That's the thing. Like I know like teenagers and college students personally know these people mm-hmm. who will look at their friend in a j- true Joker Harley situation where someone is abusive. You know, their friend is 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 the victim of this abusive piece of shit, and that's a good age go, to like, find
2: someone in that relationship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they go, hey, you have to get out of this. I love you. I don't want you hurt. But these are the same people who will say that and then turn around and, you know, post their OTP pictures of Joker and Harley on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, not, not one true pairing. They're awful. You are dealing with this in your real life with your friend. <laughs> How what is wrong you with you? The connection. <laughs> whatever guys yeah i understand (laughs) but uh Uh, i'm trying hard to really abide by the grant morrison it's all valid we've mentioned that a few times in the last few weeks and i'm trying real hard to stay in there
2: uh yeah i i I get it it's it it also though uh just to take the uh the, the word romantic um it's kind of a bastardized word like romantic now means you know flowers and chocolates and and all that nonsense but it you know, when you think about, like, romantic literature or romantic music, it just kind of means, like, a figurative representation of a real thing kind of – it's it's mm-hmm. a little different. So in that sense, I can still give it the romance angle where, like, it yeah. is somebody's representation of a, of a hot and cold relationship taken to its most absurd conclusion where, like, uh. half the time we're pointing guns at each other and half the time it's, you know, they don't go into it unless you're uh, looking at fanfic. But at half the time, I'm sure it's, you know, fantastic makeup sex or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're back to being crazy with each other, and just the you know, well, like you said, the the OTP. But mm-hmm. like I understand some people romanticizing that romance, but yeah, it it has its issues, and I, and they're I understand all rather large. Like it's yeah, based you know. on, and they actually, I was one of my favorite parts of the Suicide Squad leading up to the movie was everyone used the word codependency over and over again.
0: Yeah, and then all of that was effectively cut out of the film.
2: I know that was a that was a shame. Um,
0: because test screenings didn't like it. Yeah,
2: and that was that was a weird the situation where audiences. I didn't know if it was because people just didn't want to deal with that at all, like if they just thought oh, we don't we don't care, it's a codependent relationship, we're not interested, or if they weren't willing to kind of accept that you know the actors, uh, like the 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 players, that's what they were into, and you just got to roll with it and go with their story. I, I don't know where that disconnected exactly, mm-hmm. but it did not make it. And a lot of people were not willing. Like, that's the funniest part to me is like it's Harley Quinn took over Batman Day this year, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I've, I've read. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, you know, 25 years Harley, you know, and um, we, we've still got so many people that when they saw what, you know, I've seen The Ultimate Cut a few times at this point of Suicide Squad. And sure enough, every time I watch it, I keep thinking, man, that is one codependent relationship. This is pretty, this is portrayed pretty well. Yeah, Um, it's like it's like abusive with hints of Stockholm syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a just a shit ton of gaslighting happening.
0: I can't help but wonder, like, how much more was in there, though. Oh, I know, I know the
2: the supposed uh, movies worth of extra Leto scenes.
0: Um, The legendary uh, air cut. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far (laughs) that that went. But I, but the isn't real. I don't know. The
2: extra thirteen minutes in Suicide Squad's um, you know extended edition was. It was probably seven or eight minutes worth of just Joker and Harley, and it. Yeah. When you watch all of that together, it's it's the the movie by at that point is a good fifteen plus minutes of uh, really well portrayed codependency. So. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, the public really, was not ready. R- really, all I'm saying is, uh, kids, stop saying relationship goals in relation to these these people. They're not they're not good characters. <laughs> they're good characters, but they're not good characters. They're not good role I mean? models.
1: <laughs>
0: no. This is why the divorce—the divorce rate is so high. It's because people are attaching Joker and Harley under relationship goals. Yeah, that's probably. It. <laughs> I bl- I don't know who to blame, but I want to blame Hot Topic.
2: <laughs> I don't want to stop you. I want to say, like, maybe make Spencer's a co-defendant.
0: Mm, that's fair. And just who is buying all of those Bob Marley, smoking weed, blacklight posters?
2: Here's the thing about that. Here's the funniest part about that to me.
0: If you ever
2: found one of those posters, by the time you left that room, you were too high to remember that poster. Mm. So once they leave the store, they vanish.
0: <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, buddy. No one will ever know where they came from again. <laughs> it's like, all right, we got one. We got one. It's a white guy with dreads,
2: <laughs> and then the moment you and walk no into the room, you, without it, it, the the secondary alone is enough that you know you forget like an entire term of college, and then just turn around and go, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm hungry, hours. and I feel pretty peaceful, but I'm not sure what happened with the last thirty six hours of my life.
0: Yeah. yeah, hours later they find you just curled up in a corner with a half of a you know mall bagel in your mouth or mall pretzel mm-hmm. with going, a donut I don't know what on happened. deck. I was following the guy, and I saw a lot of colors, and woke up here. Yeah. Anyway. All I
2: know is I'm eating a donut and humming Buffalo Soldier. That's what I...
0: That's...
2: <laughs> that's, that's all I know right now, and that's all I need in life.
0: <laughs> I stopped having fun with this riff, and then you brought it back around.
2: <laughs> <coughs> we, we should... I think we've been here for a minute. We should move on in general. <laughs>
0: Yeah, anyway, so, uh, there was a YouTube channel that did, like, a, uh, a, a little, uh, Batman Day project, and they were doing an interview with Jay Nelson and, uh, Mark Hamill, and, um, someone on Twitter responded to it with, you guys did an amazing job, I think Jared Leto should see it, too. And, uh, Mark Hamill responded to this person and said, like all great actors, Jared Leto made the part his own. Hashtag Respect. <laughs> <laughs> i agree i keep i don't want to hound on it because we've definitely mentioned it several times
2: but i keep telling people like like it or hate it he didn't he didn't redo any versions of it
0: yeah yeah i mean i wasn't the biggest fan of it but uh you know i don't know get off Leto's back dude i mean he he walked Hamel, up against a dude. lot of great
2: Actors and did his take, so you got to give him that minimally. I mean, if you yeah. if you hate every syllable that that spilled from those gold plated teeth, you still got to mm-hmm. be like, well, he tried. He tried a different thing.
0: Look, man, if I was an actor and a, a, a legitimate actor, and I had the frame and the look to pull it off, and they wanted me to play the Joker, I got to admit, I'd just be I'd just be doing Hamill.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's my Joker though. Right. That's not to say that if I was directing or casting, I wouldn't choose somebody else. You know, and I, I wouldn't, like, you know, want to see what their take was before I told them to do Hamill.
2: Right. <laughs> you'd pigeonhole yourself, though, but you'd ask somebody else, like,
0: no, let's see what you've got. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, Alan Tudyk, I want to see what you would do as the Joker. Yeah. And then, you know, he would do that, and I'd be like, that's awesome. You do it a little more Hamill. Yeah. I know you've got it in you. I've seen Death at a Funeral.
2: Yeah. Well, shit, you've seen uh, Alpha.
0: Yeah. I think, I think Alan Tudyk's, I think the perfect on-screen joker would be a combination of his character from death at a funeral and alpha from dollhouse
2: yeah i could get behind that
0: i mean jeez man we had him high as hell naked on a roof laughing his ass off like hysterical in death at a funeral and he's doing a british guy a (laughs) that's pretty much almost joker (laughs) like just most of what he was doing sounded... I mean, he's an American guy trying to do a British accent, and pretty well. That's, a, that's at least, least part he of the Venn the hysteria.
2: diagram. That, that's a whole circle yeah. right there. Plus um, crazy detached sociopath, plus charming-ass wash. And yeah, you end up with... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see that version. Anyway, that's for a different time.
0: Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, staying with the Joker theme, though, Joker Origins, uh, Justin Kroll is... Uh, <laughs> back on the on the rumor beat here saying he hears the joker script will be turned in by next week super fast considering when announcement went out bodes well for 2018 shoot uh so that's just his conjecture i wouldn't put a lot of stock into it um you know he's there there hasn't been an announcement Mm-mm. to my knowledge there's been there have been rumors um so uh I it aggravates me that a lot of these uh these scoopers quote unquote scoopers are uh are just keep saying announcement 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 when it was announced um, it wasn't announced it was leaked that this was a thing that they were considering and just because they have one script that is going to be turned in by next week doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be like oh yeah this will be a good idea they might look at it and go well this looks like shit
2: no oh, yeah which is way more likely than the the former
0: yeah, when you consider how many films are in development all the time, yeah, it's way more likely they just go, yeah, well, Scorsese wasn't really interested anyway, and this kind of looks like horseshit, so let's just move on.
2: I'd actually, this is, I've never thought about it before, but if, if you took every script and printed it out for every film that's in development at a given time, I think if you uh-huh. just laid them out across the ground just, just horizontally, you could probably cover the width of California. I think you could go straight from Arizona to the Pacific. <laughs> maybe there's a lot of them
0: <laughs> i don't know why but you said that and then the first thing that popped in my head was taste the rainbow <laughs> I'll we'll never know man <laughs> <laughs> i think i may have just had a mini stroke it was a very pleasant <laughs> one yeah <This> is... <laughs> i just remembered a commercial i liked mm-hmm. <laughs> all right over to nightwing uh so there's this actor uh Who apparently everybody's been freaking out about. They think that uh, he's going to be playing Dick Grayson. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe.
2: There's just been a lot of talk about Dick Grayson's butt recently.
0: I I know. And for some reason, you're really into that. Like, you're really, like, interested in that, it seems. Oh, I... I'm fascinated, like, it, I, I, I certainly didn't
2: sit down and write any original content. I was just fascinated by the fact that there was an actual ongoing dialogue about Dick Grayson's butt and how it's been portrayed, mm-hmm. and can the actors do it justice? I thought that was hilarious.
0: <laughs> can the actors do it
2: justice? <laughs> 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 that was a real dialogue that was happening.
0: It was. <sighs> and probably
2: is. I haven't kept up. But yeah, I was absolutely fascinated.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you, man. Yeah. So anyway, this actor is Finn Wittruck from American Horror Story. Um, apparently, it's been a fan favorite casting for Dick Grayson for quite a while. Um, I don't know the kid. I don't watch American Horror Story. But um, he was recently followed on Twitter by Chris McKay. So,
2: And that Twitter following thing seems to...
0: Yeah. It seems to pan out. Way more valid now, than according- I thought it ended up being. <laughs> right. So apparently the owner of the DC Extended Universe fan page on Facebook says that he learned from an anonymous source, quote-unquote, that um, uh, Witch Rock has nearly gotten the Nightwing role. And people have dismissed him, dismissed the rumor. He says, uh, he went to Reddit and he says, this is my first scoop. I do not have a track record to follow. I've made connections using the DCEU page, though, and that's led to me getting information. Uh, It should be noted, I am not Warner Brothers, Chris McKay, DC Films, etc. I felt confident enough to confirm Finn as Nightwing as an exclusive. Take it with a grain of salt until it's confirmed, but don't be surprised when he is announced. Uh, he might not be announced. Who knows, man? This, this, you know, there are all sorts of bullshit yeah. rumors going on. Under the um, under the
2: same preamble, I would like to say right now exclusively that Ryan Gosling will be cast as the Riddler. Now, I have no track record, I have no proof, but just in case that ends up being a thing, I called it.
0: Right over to Flashpoint. Uh, there's a rumor going around that Beth Mickle has come af- uh, has come aboard Flashpoint as a production designer. It hasn't been officially uh, hasn't been officially uh, announced or anything. Uh, a lot of people are excited about it though. Uh, she did uh, Drive and Only God Forgives, and is working on The Deuce for, uh, on HBO. Apparently, doing a really good job. Uh, it's a period piece set in the uh, in the '70s in New York City. So uh, you know, maybe that'll be a good deal. You know, a Deadline is also reporting that uh, Gal Gadot is going to be in Flashpoint. Mm. And people are freaking out about that, but I was pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure they're just going off of a uh, of a previous uh, report by Forbes, and I think that just comes from an assumption based on the graphic novel. Uh, but you know, whatever. Again, nothing has been confirmed. Sure. So uh, you saw this Wonder Woman honest trailer, did you? I did. That was pretty phenomenal. That was that was great. I mean, I mean that not all of the jokes were fair, but they made me laugh. Yeah, some of them were,
2: uh, that, but that's true, that that could almost be the blurb for Honest Trailers. Not all the jokes are fair, but they <laughs> make me laugh.
0: I, I did laugh, with the, from the studio known for confusing length with depth, complexity with intelligence, and self-absorbed downers with heroism. Yeah, that was the good. The DCEU, DCEU pulls off its greatest success yet by not doing any of those things. Oh, and the best is like, she's <laughs>
2: kicking through that watchtower. And, like uh-huh. it's, they've superimposed the dVds of those three films being kicked fire <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh god that was good um and, and I, there's a point in the middle where he says like uh the island of thema the 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 he just goes through several versions like the the island of Zena yeah. the warrior princesses.
0: Yeah, visit Xeno Warrior Island. Warrior Island, there we go. <laughs> I, I liked uh, Patty Jenkins bravely asks the question: What if a female superhero movie was not absolute garbage from beginning <laughs> to end,
2: <laughs> complete with Catwoman drinking the milk?
0: Um, oh God, that was bad. I and this was this vindicated my own opinions about the movie and made me laugh in a film grounded by two uh, complex leads. Cringe at two villains pulled from a different, much campier movie that seems to forget the Germans in World War One were not the Nazis. Yeah. Oh and then they <laughs> and seriously ex- expects us to buy this human milk thistle as the god of war. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was really good. Oh. Oh, uh one of my favorites was the uh the what was it, the the Chris off?
0: Yeah, that was fun.
2: Uh he finally manages to edge past Chris Parratt with uh Oh, that was good.
0: Um, my my favorite bit, though, I think, was the bit at the very end where you have Charlie going, maybe you'd be better off without me, yeah? And she goes, no, Charlie, who will sing for us? And then they go, um, clearly has your friend PTSD. clearly has PTSD. Let him go home. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly has PTSD. Come on, guys. That was good stuff. That was
2: solid. It was, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good one. It's a great, honest trailer. <laughs> and it led me to the how it should have ended because that's often how these things work. I either I'll look at the the hishi or I'll look at the honest trailer, and one will yeah. lead me to the next. That is sure. invariably how this goes for me.
0: Absolutely, that one's pretty good too. And I I haven't gotten to the hishi yet. You're gonna you're gonna laugh a couple times. All right. So uh, speaking of laughing and Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot is going to be on. Uh, she's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live on the uh, the October seventh episode the musical guest is going to be sam smith i don't know why you'd care about that but she's going to be on it she's going to do some stuff i guess uh as the hosts or want to do in saturday night live mm-hmm. and you so better believe they're going to have
2: a couple of uh dc related sketches they, they always do
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All all right so we get some fan feedback this week we have a voicemail from jordan valdez and uh i reckon we'll get to that now
3: Hey David and Jason this is Jordan Valdez uh, as I said before I'm way behind on a lot of my podcasts so I finally just got to the episode where you uh, read my review and um, talked about sort of what my thoughts in the dark and rises and um, anyway I was gonna tweet you guys but I figured I'd just leave a voicemail because I, I had a lot to say. I don't know how long the voicemail is gonna let me talk for um, but I will try to make this quick. Uh, I actually I remember now you said it so many times that I have your um, voicemail number like memorized now so uh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I am way behind on my podcast. If you guys ever do the Smallville episode that you've been talking about for a while, I will immediately jump that to to the top of my queue and I will listen to that immediately because I love Smallville so much. But otherwise, I am way behind on my podcast. So I would, your response to this, it'll probably take me yeah, probably about a month now um to uh to finally get to it. But anyway. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for the kind words. I I really appreciate it. I didn't realize that I was one of your friends of the um friends of the podcast, so uh uh on online. So uh thank you for that. And um uh I'm actually gonna give you guys a shout out on my podcast uh tonight 'cause I'm about to record a new episode of that. So um anyway, moving on to my thoughts on the Dark Knight Rises though, and your thoughts and sort of what I wanted to respond to those, uh, David. Uh basically I hear what you're saying about um The the Bruce in in DCAU being a different Bruce than the one in the Nolan trilogy. For me, though, uh, just like the DCAU Bruce is your favorite version of the character, uh, Nolan's Batman, Bale's Batman, is my favorite version of the character. So even though he is a different character, and I understand um, how you say you can't really compare his actions to the other one because they're different characters, uh, because he's my favorite version of the character, um... That's sort of why I, I mean, I think his actions uh, they work for me uh, in the Dark Knight Rises. Um, anyway, uh, last thing I wanted to wrap up with was that um, I love the Witterwomen, Women, so I've been hearing these uh, thought people say that they want the Witterwomen Women uh, not to be played anymore um I say keep 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 those coming and maybe it is a good compromise like you mentioned to put them at the end of the episode um but yeah I I I was laughing so hard one time listening to Witter Women that I almost thought I was gonna have to pull over my car because I was driving and it was so funny so anyway yeah I love I love those voicemails so they're funny so keep those uh coming uh so anyway yeah thanks keep up the great work guys uh I love the podcast as I said my review and uh yeah you guys are awesome so thanks a lot bye-bye
0: All right, Jordan, man. Thanks for uh, going back and catching up. I know it's uh, it's a bummer going back and catching up on news episodes. They're not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, current. You know, like you're gonna look through the uh, the old news episodes and go like, ah, oh, that didn't pan out. Yeah, you know, a couple of losers. Oh well, wait, no, this is old.
2: You, I mean, uh, if you're operating in in a <laughs> in a vacuum where like all you're doing is listening to our newest episodes, then uh, hopefully at least there's a narrative there where yeah. you can.
0: I always listen to it like five suggest- weeks later and go, oh, that
2: is. That didn't happen.
0: Yeah, like I get like because I I'll do the same thing where I'll go back and catch up on old stuff from uh, podcasts that I like, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll be like I'll get excited for a minute and then wait. Oh wait, that didn't happen. Or oh wait, that director didn't turn didn't do a good job at all. Yeah,
2: he's not working there at all anymore. They kicked him right off the lot.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, looking at you, Lucasfilm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so. uh... I don't know man we're going to have to Jordan we're going to have to disagree about just agree to disagree about uh Dark Knight Rises uh
2: about the output. I'm you know, I, he, I'm you know I'm happy he liked yeah,
0: it. Yeah. Sure. I wish I could have um you know I know I've actually gotten people online that's like well you could have liked it if you weren't a dick. No, <laughs> you don't like or not
2: like something. It's not like,
0: like yeah. we don't we don't Subjective. all see the
2: same person and think that's a beautiful person. Like we we all have our, our right. aesthetic differences, man. And that Everyone's got a favorite color, a favorite flower, a favorite, you know.
0: Yeah. Even my sisters think Scarlett Johansson is ugly, which is, I mean, what? It's confusing, but, I admit. but It is. Also, I
2: I get it. I mean, my wife thinks Paul Rudd isn't charming. I don't understand how that works. Mathematically, it doesn't even seem what? to work for me. That seems like a is charming a person. I don't understand. I questioned <laughs> a lot of things. Like, I wondered if she had been turned into some sort of anti-Stepford but
0: She's like, Jason, why have you been sitting there staring at your wedding ring for 30 minutes? No, later that week, huh? she cut Nothing. herself and she Nothing. bled,
2: and I was comforted. <laughs> I didn't feel like I needed to, well, cut her myself to make sure.
0: <laughs> Paul Rudd is absolutely charming. <laughs> I
2: thought that was the rule of the universe, but apparently it's not. So, what are you going to do? It is. So I'm, uh, I'm, and deserving
0: I'm, of every bit of fame that he gets.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm 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 glad Jordan likes uh, Bell's version. There are parts of it I like too, but it's just not my favorite at all. And uh, yeah. And, and you know, same time we we like the new DCU stuff, and we get a ton of shit for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like some of it. I mean, you know, I you know we get we get shit on both ends for that because we're not like the hugest fans. Uh, me specifically, I'm not the biggest fan of Man of Steel, but.
2: Oh, oh, we've whatever. got from Like every every movie we have like a we we have a take that some people would describe as as uh, what too lenient and some people would say as is uh, way yeah. too restrictive. So I, I never know what to really make of it. Cuz I we yeah. can we can put out a very middle ground thing and sure enough uh, we've had people just barge off and and leave us comments basically announcing they're barging off saying you guys I can't believe you thought this was okay and yeah. then you know I don't know what are you
0: going to do <laughs> so anyway it's a great big world uh, you know if you if you want to hear more about what Jordan uh, thinks about things you can go over to Multiverse Musings at DC Comics podcast because he's uh, one of the hosts over there mm-hmm. it's a brand new podcast too um, so done to help do them. that yeah in fact do it the best give him some listens it's the best of times it was the worst of times man yeah I mean, if you if you can Tell hit him, if
2: you enjoy it, hit it up on uh, <laughs> iTunes. Interview it for him because that's where you really get him. Yeah, early yeah. on with iTunes, that's that's some good good real estate right there.
0: Yeah, uh, so our old buddy Andrew Getz decided to uh, message us uh, last uh, week. I uh, I said I didn't really care for the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor, and uh, you know, so he We've says, "Okay, there. first John, first John Barrowman, and now Kevin Spacey. You take that back, sir." Kevin Spacey is my favorite Lex Luthor. You are, in quotations and all caps, wrong. He's like the only reason that movie is worth watching. Also, every time the music swells and Superman strikes a pose, I melt a little. I never realized I was a Superman fan until I kept defending the merits of that movie to people. God, Spacey is so good, though. Well, you look, man. Kevin Spacey, uh I was excited when Kevin Spacey was announced as Lex Luthor for Superman Returns. Sure. I thought we were going to get a good performance of Kevin Spacey doing Lex Luthor. Instead, what we got is a kind of a mediocre performance of Kevin Spacey doing Gene Hackman.
2: Yeah. What I wanted was House of Cards without the accent. Or with. Exactly. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I don't mind the accent. I'll, I'll do, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Why not? But you I, You know, in today's I, day and age, why not?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally feel him, though, on the, like, when he struck a pose, you know, you still feel something. Man, we've all been there.
0: Like. The only problem I had was when he was striking that pose he was stalking his ex and looking <laughs> through their windows and watching her with her fiance and her child.
2: I don't know if I got to stop myself so help me watching Quest for Peace there were a couple times where he did something very supermanny and I kind of went
0: <laughs> you know what that has nothing to do with it had nothing to do with Brandon Ralph it had nothing to do with the, the movie it's all that score that's all the John Williams score man <laughs> They just they know when to throw in that score at the right time when he's got his hands on his hips. That, that's, that all, that's all that happened. Um, but yeah, Superman Returns was. Uh... I mean, I can choke up right you know, now I'll... if you
2: just play me that. Yeah,
0: yeah. My chest swells when I hear. I'm like, hell yeah! Yep. But that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Superman three, Superman four, and I'm sorry, but Superman Returns on a lesser level. Yeah, we do have to go back and do a, Superman
2: Returns. At a some valid point.
0: level. Yeah, we should just go back and like it's been probably. I haven't watched that movie since 2006. Oh, it's um, been probably
2: actually that's a give or take a year. That's about right for me.
0: But you know, all of the call like the thing that I hated about that movie more than anything was all of the callbacks to to the Reeves stuff, because I felt like, you know, you had a real chance to redefine Superman for the modern age, and you had a a chance to, like, start building a universe, and then, you know, they're doing Superman, people start asking questions of Bale, and Bale says, I'm not doing it for doing Justice League, I want this to be realistic, Mm. give me that magic knee brace, and, uh, and then, you know, have a sketch comedy actor give
2: me a magic knee brace. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then you know you got brian singer over here going like no this, the first two superman movies happened they're like a vague history All all well, that it sort was, of a, shit, it was a
2: strange time we were just dealing with superman lives
0: it, and we we really weren't dealing with that we, we've we been dealing with that since like 96 or 97. i know but it
2: was still like it it how do I put it it, it was still kind of like this production that had gone so poorly, and it, it, that I, I think there was still some kind of some real like stink on Superman as a product. I, that's why I think you know, they fell I, back on the Donner I, films. Is like they 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 wanted to stick to something that had worked. So they're like, no, one and two, you know those things you like. Yeah, they're totally valid.
0: Well, you know, the, the, one of the things that that always sticks around from the Donner films is like the crystalline uh architecture of the Fortress of solitude and of krypton mm-hmm. the or oversaturated light at, least the, the, lights and at least the yeah at least the fortress which i'm fine with that's kind of iconic now even the comics reverted to that True. fine um what we didn't oh, need was CGI point, recreated they
2: did a great job with uh, kind of recreating the feel of that
0: yeah me too and making it uh, uh really
2: feel like it was a place i mean i know it was a it was a stage but that was it, it felt like a real environment that was nice
0: yeah but you know, like, like I was saying before I was rudely interrupted.
2: By myself.
0: Ain't nobody else here, buddy. <laughs> you
2: interrupted yourself, damn it.
0: That's all right. That's warranted. Don't blame me by default. No, uh, <laughs> that's warranted. But anyway, no. Um, <laughs> what we didn't need was freaking Marlon Brando doing jor again. What we didn't need was the same old hackney jokes from the first film you know, about what Lex's father says to him. We didn't need Parker Posey at all. Mm. We didn't need, We didn't need Lex Luthor, as Kevin Smith puts him, the Midwestern huckster. Um, damn it, I wanted to see, like, you know, 80s evil genius head of a corporation scientist Lex Luthor. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. And to be fair, that's what I wanted to see in Batman v Superman. That's not what I got. Not exactly. But, you know, whatever. I got what they were going for, and I enjoyed the performance. You got about but... 40% that. <laughs> Just I got it. I, it's not the way I wanted it. But you know, it was cool in BVS and I, I enjoy Kevin Spacey. I do, man. I like Kevin Spacey. Nice. No, He's a good a actor. Great actor, yeah.
2: No question of that.
0: He did a good job of doing Hackman while putting his own little spin on it. Yeah. I get it. That's not what I wanted to see him do though. And his Lex Luthor feels like such an extension of Hackman's Luthor that I almost forget that Kevin Spacey ever played Luthor to begin with. And I will never step down unless someone else does it better. In my mind, Michael Rosenbaum is Lex Luthor. If we're talking about live-action Lex Luthors, and you know, to go back to the original point that we've talked about before, we don't hate John Barrowman either, man. We just want death to matter in Arrow. That's all. <laughs> I want to see
2: John Barrowman. Like, I want. Uh, I mean, we're already past the the trailers for th- this fall's entertainment, so it's gonna be like. I don't know. A good three months before we start seeing uh, pitches for next year come up and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I want the next thing I see to be a John Barrowman product in general. Like I, I even yeah. said like we we've got a new doctor coming on Doctor Who, and I I really hope she has some connection to you know Captain. I, I I really uh sure. I want him in as many things as possible, and his his tenure on Arrow was. Eh, Mostly good. Like 65% good, 70% good. They put him in some bad yeah, situations some every that, now and then where it just, like, it, his character didn't make sense. Yeah, some of that's just sense. the writing. Yeah. I rarely looked at him and thought, this is your fault, John. It was just that they put him in situations where his character didn't make sense anymore. But the next time I see him, I'll be happy. The time after that, I'll be happy yeah. and so on. I just don't want him on this show anymore because death has to matter.
0: Yep. Moving on. Randall Smith writes an email, says, hi, guys. I just watched the Ed of Candy bonus scene from wonder woman and want to see more i won't spoil it for you but it would be a worthwhile web series that comic fans could enjoy while general movie audiences can focus on the core stories i agree yeah i do too that was fine, randall i agree um i'll uh i hope they veer if they did do it i would want them to veer away from like the current advertisements that they're doing where she's just very they're just relying really heavily on her her joker jokey mannerisms and stuff and um You know, I would want that to be there, but also just lessened, you know, less saturated with um, quirky Lucy Davis humor. I never thought I'd say that before.
2: I'm still having trouble processing that sentence. Like, Lucy Davis is quirky, wonderful humor, like, personified in some ways. Yeah, but we,
0: you know, we can't have her doing it, like, constantly. I think we can. I, (laughs) like, I've seen
2: those same mannerisms across several shows, and... That's just what she does, and she's freaking hilarious for it. I mean, even on Marin, same a couple of the same kind of
0: uh Yeah, she's great, but you know, I, I think quirky might not be the word I'm looking for. Cutesy, I think, is closer to what I'm looking for.
2: Maybe. I'm not sure. Like she has a way of being um, it's 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 so wonderfully British where uh oh god it's 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 like the way she extends a syllable sometimes where she she'll say like well uh you know and and like extend it way Mm -hmm. too far where it puts an uncomfortable pause in a place that would normally be an uncomfortable silence but it's just her feeling it Mm -hmm. i i I do kind of love um and yeah there's something about the way she kind of like shirks in her voice it's a hard thing to describe uh but um Every, every time I've seen her do it, it, it's like I've never thought she played every role the same or something. It's just that she brings Lucy Davison, and it's freaking hilarious.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, that is all for the film segment of the show. If you're not following us to the DCTV segment, then you can find us uh, and hit us up on Twitter, DC On Screen. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can email us, DC On Screen at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as well. Um And uh, if you want to leave a voicemail like Jordan Valdez did, 205-259-6331. Memorize it like Jordan did. Uh, Jordan is your older brother who played sports. The one (laughs) your dad liked better. (laughs) And if you you feel like we deserve it, leave us a positive rating and review on iTunes. Because it really does help us uh, get out there. It helps people find us. So over to DCTV, uh, <laughs> what the hell was that about the dad? <laughs> I don't know, either way. I'm not anyway, sure. Uh... <laughs> I was hoping
2: we were all going to learn something about you. but
0: Oh, no, it wouldn't be about me. It would just be about me being a fan of the movie Stand By Me. But uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. That's totally what I saw in my head. Mm-hmm. Um...
2: <laughs> I was thinking Sandlot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. I because like Dennis well, I mean, Leary is totally that, not but...
2: interested in that kid unless he could catch a ball,
0: <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, you know, poor Will Wheaton had to deal with the fact that not only was his brother like a sports star over in Stand by Me, mm-hmm. uh, Stand by Me. I think I said Stand by Me. Uh, that'd be a nice amalgamation of those two movies. That would be over. You know, not only it's was his where they're brother, playing but, like, baseball
2: and... and they find a dead body in the middle of the field, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they realize they shouldn't. They shouldn't turn that body in for fame and fortune. They should turn it in for... Because it's the right thing to do, by God. Yeah. Uh, After we poke it with a stick. uh... (laughs) You've seen Clay Pigeons, haven't you? (laughs) So long ago. (laughs) It's like Like, When I saw Clay Pigeons, I rented that thing
2: from a movie store in VHS.
0: It was VHS, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I walked through the
2: video store for 45 minutes and decided, all right, Clay Pigeons.
0: Yeah, that was a fantastic movie, though. Um, You got Janine Garofalo, you know, looking down and going, your deputy is is poking the body with a stick. Yeah. He's poking the body (laughs) with a stick. I remember that. (laughs) Barney, stop poking the body with a stick. Sorry. (laughs) I remember that. That was good. Anyway, but not only did Will Wheaton have to deal with the fact that he was a writer scrawny little kid not very good at physical things his brother was a his big brother who died was a sports hero you know but he was also john cusack (laughs) what's a kid gonna do
2: say anything i suppose boo (laughs) i did what i could.
0: boo sir boo did you feel good about yourself
2: i feel like you're assassinating my character at gross point blank
0: This is the final episode of DC on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I
2: mean, you did it out loud and clear. It was in high fidelity.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. With such egregious crimes, there's going to be someone on a jury duty. (laughs) That's bad. That was not even right. Uh, Someone's going to have jury duty is what I should have said. was... (laughs) It was such a bad Cusack movie, too. (laughs) It was rough. It was such a bad movie. Uh, You're a heartbreaker. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like I'm having a crisis of identity.
2: <laughs> All right. We've got a Okay.
0: <laughs> yep. This is what it was like to live with us. Over to DCTV.
2: <laughs> we would have done this for 15 more minutes.
0: <laughs> 15? More like two hours. Possibly. <laughs> Over to Gotham. Uh, <laughs> EP John Stevens. Uh, says that there might be uh well not even might be they're bringing in calendar man 100% there's been a lot of conversations about him we got really close to using him this year but we could not but he's one of the ones who's on deck as saying well we got to use julian day but on it deck. doesn't i don't it doesn't sound like he's going to be in season 4 though
2: no it it sounded like it was on deck
0: yeah uh, so asked about what parts of the Batman mythos Gotham is uh, ready to use with Bruce this year, uh, they said, "No, we're not going to move towards the bat iconography or the assumption of his sort of bat-like qualities to inspire terror in anybody. We won't go that far. But a bunch of other elements about trying to make people afraid and finding other ways to make bad guys afraid, he will be exploring that. Which you know, one of the cool things about this is you know this kid has got to be 16 by now, right? He sure. If looks the at- show lasts." Yeah, if the show lasts two more seasons, he can do Batman. We can do Batman. Yeah.
2: I mean, at least a version. Like, there, there are, you know, some versions where he hangs around until he's like 16, 17, you know, goes overseas for a minute and comes back when he's like 23 or something. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all fine. But this is still, it's it's a big story. Just tell me a believable version of it. That's all I care about. Yeah. So in this case... Absolutely. You know, uh, Ra's al comes in, like, trains your ass hard... For a little while, <laughs> I mean that doesn't
0: sound good. That does. It sounds like he's training his ass. It 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 did. Sound, Literally,
2: it did sound unnecessarily provocative. But
0: yeah, like now, flinch, clinch it, clinch it,
2: <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to mention the word cupping at any point because we're just going way too far there.
0: <laughs> now, clinch it while twerking. No, no, no yes, no. Bruce.
2: We're gonna walk away, Dave. I'm gonna walk you away from that. All right, ready? So. <laughs> He he walks into the situation where like now he's got all this hard training, see I'm not doing any better. I'll just I'll just drop all that and, and go to the whole right. Yeah, he's got the uh the, the short version of the lesson. <laughs> no and, and No, no don't say on. that <laughs> there's, just... not, there's not an out. We've gone down this
0: road. I'm just gonna <laughs> do my best. Cross my fingers. <laughs> I always knew Rache was overcompensating for something.
2: <laughs> Him
0: and his world aspirations.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: I'm Sorry, no. Dave. <laughs> sorry for
0: what he did to us. <laughs> uh, so Bruce is going to be getting a to new suit to this try to drag week.
2: it back into my my point. It'll be nice to see a believable no! version. No,
0: I don't want to hear you dragging anybody into your point. Oh,
2: that didn't work out either. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
0: it's just gone very poorly Bruce is going to be getting a new suit this week (laughs) 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 on episode (laughs) on episode 402 (laughs) the fear reaper Uh, expect to see Bruce in a black lightweight bulletproof get up courtesy of uh, Lucius Fox (laughs) Over to the DC, uh, the, <laughs> the DCCW crossover. Um, we've gotten a lot of information about that this week. It's pretty cool. Crisis on Earth X is yeah. going to air Monday, November 27th and Tuesday, November 28th with Arrow airing after Supergirl on Monday before going back to his Thursday time slot. We have new crossover art from Phil uh, Jimenez uh, who has created an homage cover for the crossover. He said of The Opportunity. Some of the first DC comics I ever read were those insane crossovers with a dozen characters from alternate Earths and dimensions, the kind of stuff I later became known for. So when CW asked me to do an homage cover inspired by those amazing team-up covers, I couldn't resist the chance to draw all of the CW's DC superheroes in one crazy action sequence. was insanely fun and exciting. And Romulo Fajardo's (laughs) colors brought everything to life. I probably screwed up that name.
2: I'm sure we screwed up all those as usual. But, yeah, that, that yeah. piece of art looks fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. And according to the official synopsis, uh, with all of the heroes in town to celebrate Barry and Iris' wedding... I wanted to sound surprised, even though we reported on that last week. Yeah, I know. Villains from Earth-X crashed the festivities with a deadly agenda.
2: Now we just kind of have both pieces of the puzzle now with that sentence. Because mm-hmm. there had been some teasing going back a month and some change. Oh, there might be a wedding, who knows? There might be bells in the air. And then, yeah, it's it's a wedding and we're totally going to fuck it up.
0: Yeah. Uh Stephen Amell uh talking about the uh <laughs> you've labeled this Amell's ma- Amell makes crossover promises.
2: <laughs> that's that's Ste- how I feel good about that.
0: Yeah. Uh Stephen Amell says, "Technically, it goes Supergirl, Arrow, Flash and Legends." But you're not supposed to be watching the Supergirl hour going, okay, this is the Supergirl hour. It's just the first hour of the crossover. I can't spoil it other than to say that when I read the crossover scripts this year, I felt compelled to email the sort of original Arrow team of Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg and Mark Guggenheim. And the email just simply said, guys, thank you so much for this opportunity because it's going to be really, really good. You suck up. I honestly don't. He's
2: just so excitable.
0: He is. I'm just kidding. I don't think he's a suck-up. I just think he's...
2: I I, I don't think he's well, capable excitable. of sick
0: Yeah, he's just, you know, he's like a little five-year-old kid who's just really excited about everything.
2: I think of him like a puppy.
0: Amel is so different than his character.
2: Yeah, he really is. He really is.
0: So there's going to be a live-action version of The Ray, and it's going to be played by Russell Tovey of Quantico. You've seen Quantico, right? Nope. Oh, I not good What about what about the UK's being human? Every
2: second, It's fantastic. All right
0: was he was he pretty good?
2: That kid can act. By All kid, right. I mean person older than me.
0: All right, well, at least
2: my age. But dude, Russell Tovey can fucking act.
0: Well, we've got somebody who's uh, willing to back him up.
2: Oh yeah, now I don't I it, I don't know if there's any backlash or anything that I'm standing against here, but that guy can act.
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, he's going to make his debut during the four part crossover event. Kind of um, so, am looking forward So... Supergirl. Rain's connection to the cast of Supergirl. Andrew Kreisberg says everyone in the cast will have a relationship with her, and that will drive much of the season in terms of how far they're willing to go to stop her when she becomes Rain. Some will believe she needs to be saved. Others will think she needs to be stopped.
2: Uh, of course. I mean, that's coming off the hills of, like, last couple weeks. It's been, you know, we're going to... We're gonna show the you know origin story of a supervillain. We've never done that, and that'll mm-hmm. be fun. There's potential that this can be good because that's it's a very basic story. Like we okay, we show the I'm... villain, and then we show that there are so many sides to to her story that some people side with her, some people side against her. Like yeah. that by itself is a cool dynamic. When I describe it, sure. It's just we're gonna have to see how it goes.
0: All right, I'll tell you this. I know it's corny. I know it's cheesy. I want to see Supergirl's version of Weather Wizard, and I want him to introduce rain. I want him to say, "It's cloudy with a chance of rain," and then she shows up.
2: Oh
1: dear! I God.
0: know it's bad. I know it's bad.
2: And then GM shows it. up, and initiates a sinkhole,
0: <laughs> and then, under which you know all what? of us can you know what can sink? No. No. Ge- I would accept Master showing up once more. I want him to make the sinkhole, like you just said, and uh-huh. then he just jumps into it, and we never see him again. Yeah. I want that kind of promise in my life.
2: That would be fantastic.
0: Anyway. I really That
2: would be great. Like If he was just like, what if I call yeah. an earthquake? Oh, shit, that's a sinkhole. And just, like, floop. And the earth <laughs> formed above him, and we never saw him again.
0: It would be funny if they, like, over the course of several years, they introduced several different... Uh, universes within the arrow multiverse Mm -hmm. and in every one of them geomancer just shows up in one episode of every one and is just completely obsessed with killing the hero for no discernible reason with no origin Mm -hmm. and then just like never shows up again and much like doctor who in season 10 they just explained that geomancer is a universal pro uh, a universal inevitability like parallel development of geomancers across all timelines. Sure.
2: They have to be there. It's part of the the yeah. Part of the mathematics of developing a universe. You have to have a geomancer, and he has to be shite. That's what we know. That's what we know. Sorry. There was there was a no. big bang. That was apparently inflation theory instead. Long long story there. And then there was geomancer.
0: Right. So uh, they have a synopsis of uh, Girl of Steel episode 301. Kara deals with the loss of Monel by focusing all of her energy on being Supergirl and a mysterious new threat against National City. That sentence doesn't sound right. She's focusing all of her energy on being Supergirl and the mysterious new threat against National City. There's, that implies that she's focusing on being the mysterious new threat against National City it, it does. secondarily to being Supergirl. It does. I digress. This is Alice the official release. <laughs> Oh, what have they we brought? Uh,
2: uh, hopefully I, d- I didn't uh, find this on a bad sort. Hopefully it's end, end on the mysterious new threat. That would do it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex this. No, confesses- I mean, is ambiguous,
2: but it can still be interpreted the correct yeah. way. It's one of those, hey, welcome to, yeah. you know, bullshit grammar class. Yay. Yeah. That's definitely what you tuned in for, right? Huzzah. Yeah.
0: Alex confesses a secret to Maggie about their impending nuptials. You know, when I was a kid, I thought nuptials were genitals. There was a second right or too. It was just similar sounding. Yeah, I just thought like, oh, they're nuptials. That sounds awful and naughty.
2: Mm. Also, nuptials. I was the word wedding and nuptials were used interchangeably, and the word wedding and first time you have sex. Uh-huh. were used interchangeably. So I didn't know where nuptials came in because I'd also heard the word genitals. It was a very confusing
0: time. Right. I thought the genitals were down below and the nuptials were nipples.
2: Yeah. That's, anyway. I don't, think, I don't think I did that, but I, I, it was a very confusing terminology for me.
0: <laughs> well, it's like close to nipples. It's hard being a
2: five-year-old. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> and it's hard being a 17-year-old. That's, a citizen. It's true for very different reasons. A citizen of National City has a mysterious connection to Kara, and Lena makes a bold move. That is, again, ambiguous phrasing. Does Lena make you know a what? bold
2: move against the mysterious connection to Kara, uh, Kara's citizen? I, I feel Some like... Some poor constituent.
0: <laughs> I feel like Lena makes a bold move is specifically aimed at the Kara-Lena shippers.
2: Mm, it It could definitely be there to... Provide fodder, but I think Lena makes a bold move that has more to do with. Uh, You're
0: I think right. and she's ho- probably just playing chess. It's probably just. A flashback I think and I hope she's just
2: going to be a. She's just going to be a business. Like, she's just going to CEO this thing, man. I I, I don't want right. her to. I, I obviously I want her to have personal connections with the rest of the cast, but I, I don't want her to like. I want her to be a badass businesswoman. That's what I want out of mm-hmm. her. She controls yeah. one of the most powerful companies. Uh, yeah. What it's got to be like top 10 on earth in this universe.
0: Probably. I don't know. Um, it's still, it's still Lexcorp. Yeah. Right. I mean, probably
2: top five It's Lexcorp. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I would, I would love to see her just stay on that role and, and make a bold move there.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I like the actress. I, I, I like Katie McGrath. Uh, she's gone on me. I like her. I like her inclusion in the series. I like her a lot more than Maxwell Lord. Um, so, yay. I do want to see Maxwell Lord come back, though. I kind of see, want to see what happened to him.
2: That was a weird thing. And this is just me. Like, uh, McGrath, when I originally saw it was in Merlin. And Merlin is kind of a weird show. Like, it's it's one of those, I want to say, BBC One kind of shows. It's like family Okay. Um, oh, okay. God. Anyone, please feel free to correct me on that. But, yeah. It was a, it was a very, thought, like, like, we would. I thought we Merlin were was HBO that. or something. No. I, I couldn't remember.
0: God, no. So no I was HBO like, has. You said no Merlin. Business. You said Merlin. I was like, oh, she was naked a bunch. No. no, Because <laughs> every every time I, see, I hear about someone being on HBO, I was like, oh, oh you've seen their stuff.
2: So yeah. So you've seen everything. <laughs> the, yeah. sta-
0: the Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no th- this I've was more
2: like uh, she was playing uh, – oh, God, what's her name? Help me out.
0: Uh, I've never seen Merlin. I wouldn't know. It's,
2: it's Arthur's sister. I don't this remember Arthur having that, a sister. Uh,
0: if it's if it's like medieval at all, I automatically go to Maid Marion. I think they're all made Marion, no Marion was in there anyway, all right, so uh, that was Robin Hood, right
2: <laughs> I think those two are connected it's a it's a very big time, <laughs> and it's actually getting more confabulated to me now because like my wife is watching once upon a Time, which is just mm. just anything that Disney owns is now a fair game, so it's getting very confusing for me, no. Yeah. Anyway, um so yeah, McGrath played like uh, a a girl on uh on Merlin that was just uh, they gave her a lot of bad choices and she did this one smile that kept like annoying me over cuz I saw it too many times over the course. It was like this smile that said, "I know something that you don't." Like you were telling the audience that you knew something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. after a while, it just got so frustrating because they kept using it. Like they kept putting her in a position. In a in a situation. I think I was gonna say situation. Um, they kept putting her yeah. in a situation where that was what she was conveying to the audience, and it just got so frustrating and boring that every other character in that show didn't know that thing. Uh huh. That I grew to not enjoy this actress. Not you know thought. what?
0: I uh, if I ever do a TV show, if I ever made a TV show. And a character knew a bunch of secrets. When the other person walks out of the room, and then like the character that knows the secret faces the camera, instead of them giving that little like stupid smile like they do, uh-huh. that denotes that they know something.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I wanted to make it re- like real world, where they just kind of like laugh quietly, like and excitedly, and like pump their fists. and be like, "This is gonna be awesome." I'll- because that's what people do when they have a secret. They're like yeah. <laughs> like quietly to themselves like because they're really excited that they know this awful thing that the other person doesn't know. Cuz people are weird and petty and really excited about shit like that. I know. I know, but I- All right, two things. One,
2: <laughs> Morgana. I had to look it up and that's what came up. Okay. Out. And I'm only annoyed because Morgana's a DC character that we should all know about.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think Morgana transcends. Yeah, it's it's been around.
2: Um, yeah, no, it's definitely. Uh, anyway, two two. It's like point, there's got to be a Merlin in every whole,
0: in every universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, but that's the whole point of playing poker is that everyone has that excited face, and the idea of poker is that you're supposed to take that face and punch it right in its face. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, I, hell, I've seen people wear sunglasses and a hoodie and put their head down when they had a, a hand they were trying to hide. I Just didn't get that out of that.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's one of those things that happens on like nighttime soaps, even daytime soaps, where like somebody knows something, they got to give that little like coy smile, like hmm, to the camera, and I'm like nobody does that in real life. People pump their fists and they they like whisper squeal. Yeah, uh, it it did, and it it really was. I, I like I know the beat. It's
2: it's a thing where you say X person is on camera at whatever mid level, short level, whatever, and and uh, mid or close, and and just. Oh, they have a knowing smile, and
0: just, I, I got so bored with it. But anyway. Or if you're like me and my girlfriend, you just kind of dance and quietly go, I have a secret. I have a secret. That is a
2: really bad way to keep a secret.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why we got to wait until everyone's gone. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, uh. <sighs> <laughs> you should really think about a journal or something. <laughs> Maybe confine those thoughts and actions.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's not going to work. I got to do a dance. got to sing a song. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I, I end up singing a
2: song for things that aren't all that, I don't know, magical. Like, I, I'll sing a song <laughs> yeah. like, That guy turned his blinker on in an appropriate distance, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew where he was going.
0: I don't know, man. Like, so I was you able know, to I make a relatable choice <laughs> on the road. I've, <laughs> I've lived with you, so like, I know, like, I'll, <laughs> I'll be at the computer and I hear you in the kitchen going, like, I'm going to cook this steak. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Not above that. Going to marinate this bastard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that has happened many times.
0: <laughs> so uh Randy on Twitter sent this to us uh <laughs> Randy SF45 on Twitter says are we finally getting the legion well sir it looks like it because Amy Jackson a uh, British actress who uh is apparently pretty established as a Bollywood star hmm. has been cast as Imra Ardeen aka Saturn Girl on Supergirl well that's fantastic we got a Saturn girl man
2: that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm
0: excited. That's the first real proof that that ring was meant to do anything but tease us.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows what could come of it? Mm. I guess we know that this uh, current uh, crossover isn't isn't the isn't uh, Legion. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid and just not seeing the point. Maybe the Legion comes in and helps them save the day on Earth X. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I were them, I'd leave Legion for another day and just do a crossover. You've already got Ray mm. and evil Versions of everybody. Just
0: I, I gotta hold out hope and not think about it too much because, you know, I could be like, what do you mean you're not gonna do the Legion, but you're gonna do Crisis on Earth X? That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see everybody as Nazis. I want to see the Legion. Anyway.
1: That's, uh, uh,
2: that's not unfair, but I'm going to use a phrase that I don't know if it exists but it should there is room for a uh, room for a mission
0: yeah yeah over to the flash i don't know what that noise was but let's just move forward yeah. over the flash uh <laughs> todd helbing says uh on the thinker and his agenda he's literally he he's literally the smartest guy on the planet so there's a lot of chess pieces that he's moving around simultaneously as our team is figuring out who he is and what they think the plan is I almost read that as think the penis is. Um we well, may have put well, you think in a the bad plan is. mental. Yeah, I know. Play it, it's There's a Yeah, it's uh it's a thing. Yeah. There's a lot of fun as we show the audience information and we have our team catch up to that information or surpass it. It's a big mystery. Uh traditionally I've liked the mysteries that they do on the Flash. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Arrow season 5, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. So um yeah, man, let's do this. I'm I'm down for season four of the Flash. Uh, they have um, like
2: traditionally the last half of this uh, season in Flash is is almost a murder mystery or a you know yeah a suspense thriller mystery it, what it, what it, whatever you want to use but it's still like there's something happening where we're all just like sitting around every week going did we get new no information I don't know I can't tell was that yeah. thing was that new do we know that do we do we know that yeah. before is that I don't know. right, that's been pretty special. I've enjoyed the crap out of that. Yeah, just watching the yeah. show.
0: Yeah, you know what's weird is like over the summer, I kind of always go like, ah, oh, you CW shows are shit. They're not very good, you know. And then like when I'm watching them, I'm like on the edge of my seat and biting my nails. Yeah, and like crying <laughs> at times. Yeah, weeping uncontrollably. Yeah, crying at times. That is that is putting it nicely. Yeah, that is making me seem like a person mm-hmm. as opposed to a you know. Lump of sobbing goo. Yeah,
2: Now we—I'm I, um, pretty sure we've mentioned this several times. But like, would, when we're doing the episode reviews, or when we were doing them, the episode by episode reviews, right. there there'd be moments where like I, I would have to to pause because I I couldn't see what I was writing because of tears.
0: Yeah, but very rarely was that on like Legends of Tomorrow. You know,
2: <sighs> it's happened like there... twice where Legends is actually showing
0: up. And I think you know if you go back and listen. Which, you know, I would never say you have to do. Um, I that encouraged. being said, I, I'm not going to discourage you to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back and listen to all our shows, you know, God bless, speed, Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to be sad because we got extra downloads, but I'll tell you this. Our our opinions on these shows have changed so wildly over the course of this podcast because, I mean, at certain points we have just, like, totally shit on Arrow. And then, like, last season was, like, the best season of anything I've seen in, like, two years. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. If you, uh, if you do a flashback <laughs> of me about three years ago, it's it's me telling you, dude, I'm ready to bail. I'm ready to bail on Arrow. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then you flashback yeah. about eight months to me on Arrow going, I cannot, I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening right now. This is fantastic. This is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, anyway. Let's see if uh, this synopsis for The Flash 401 is as good as the uh, the, <laughs> the synopsis for Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, with Barry and the Speed Force, Iris, Kid Flash, Joe, and Vibe have taken over protecting Central City. However, when a powerful, armored villain threatens to level the city if The Flash doesn't appear, that's probably going to be that, uh, that Samurai... samurai. Yeah. What was that?
2: <laughs> a lot of time I hear the word samurai it's like crunched into some ridiculous series of consonants. It's,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's the Baron. The Baron with the Samuroids. Yeah, my friend. Uh so yeah. <laughs> uh when he threatens to level the city of the flash as it appears Sisko makes a risky decision to break Barry out of the speed force. This feels like Buffy season six. So far. However, the berry, the berry that comes out isn't the same berry that went in. That, this feels like Buffy season six. <laughs> I don't disagree a lick. Yeah, there's like about seven episodes in. We're gonna have Barry be like, "There was no pain, no fear, no mm-hmm. doubt till they pulled me out mm-hmm. of heaven. <laughs> I think I was in heaven."
2: And then somewhere, Allison Hennigan will weep. yep she won't even know why she'll just cry i
0: need to go back and watch that show i need to go back and watch just that episode just just once more with feeling Mm -hmm. anyway over to the arrow uh (laughs) they've they've thrown out some photos for arrow 601 fallout photos show canary and siren uh standing off where it appears siren has picked up armed reinforcements in her downtown also, Reza, the maid from, was it Reza, the maid from season one? Probably Reza. Reappears. Reappears to help with William, who is sporting a Flash backpack. I like that, because, like, back in, <laughs> they they made a point to show that William was really big on the Flash, but didn't really like Green Arrow too much. Yeah.
1: No, he, like, there was I clearly like an Arrow
0: figure,
2: him. but he was like, yeah, he's cool, but I like the Flash. Like, yeah. he had them I, both, know, if I remember. Sure.
0: But he had a sure. favorite. yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, I know this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but um, we would not, my three year old. We would never
2: veer away from our content. I know, so we'll my make this sole exception.
0: You know, my three year old nephew Eli. Traditionally, he's three years old. He's been into he's cars. he's been three. into yeah. Well, uh, so far his tradition so far has uh, been to age, <laughs> and at this point, he's right. three ish. Yeah, give or take that's right a year. That's right. That's right. I've had a long day. Yeah. Forgive me. <laughs> No, no. Traditionally, his interests have been trucks, uh-huh. trucks, dinosaurs, and trucks. That's fair. And we've fair. really broken through. Apparently, recently, there's been a big breakthrough with Batman. Ah, good. I got to witness this week a bit where uh, you know he's holding a Batman action figure, holding a Joker action figure, watching the, the, the scenes where Batman is fighting the Joker in Batman Mask of the Phantasm,
2: uh-huh.
0: and fake crying because he doesn't want to go home while he is contorting his body so that he can still watch Batman Mask of the Phantasm while he is fake crying. It was a thing of beauty.
2: And you've never felt closer to him.
0: <laughs> well, no, because he was being a little dick to me. Oh, sure. Yeah, he didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> well,
2: there's a party was was like, yeah, I would have done anything to watch the end of that too, buddy.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I'm happy to see that Reza is coming back. I, I, I often wondered what happened to her in Arrow. She just kind of got lost in the shuffle I haven't, I haven't of often
2: wondered anything. I thought, oh, yeah, you, yeah, hi.
0: I, you know, every every once in a while, maybe not often, but every once in a while, I'll be watching, I'll be enjoying an episode of Arrow or hating an episode of Arrow, whichever it happens to be, mm-hmm. and I'll be sitting there going, I'll kind of think of whatever happened to that whatever happened to Rasa? whatever happened to her mm-hmm. you know wasn't she an important figure in all these development didn't she practically raise him because moira was off you know uh having sex and being dishonest and robert was off having sex and being dishonest wasn't there a Rasa that was basically raised oliver that you know maybe should have gotten a little more screen time than oliver lamenting the loss of moira <laughs> but uh You know, whatever. All fair. Happy to see her come back. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Not that this means anything because Amel promises things, because he's promised that this wouldn't happen, but he says, I promise you before the series, not season, series ends, we will have at least one shot with the iconic goatee. Uh, You know, we've already had the shot with the iconic goatee. It was called Legends of Tomorrow, my friend. Uh, And you claimed that it would never happen, and then they made you put on a fake goatee. So... Screw you, Amel. We love you, but you, you're not an authority on this. <laughs> you'll do what they tell you to do, and you'll like it. Because as we've already discussed, you like everything.
2: <laughs> he is a um, a very optimistic man. Yeah.
0: I like to think that, you know, if uh, Stephen Amel ever listened to this show, he'd be like, you know what, you guys are dicks, but come in. Come in for a hug.
2: Come on. <laughs> That's- there are probably shows way worse than ours that I think he would do that with. I, I just think he's that inclusive a person.
0: Right. Right. And it, I feel like it would be one of those things where, like, I would hug Stephen Amell, and then I'd be like, in my inner monologue, I'd be like, why do you smell like doo-doo and cloves? I I
2: don't know why. Why? Why, man?
0: You know? It's like, you know, I've met a couple of famous people, and they all, they all smelled kind of bad. Oh. You know, like every time I met somebody, I'm like, "Oh, cool, Christian Kane," uh, and I'm like, "You smell like old coffee and feet." Yeah, but that's weird. He'd
2: been in a car for like eight hours when you met him.
0: No, he'd been in a hotel room for like eight hours when I met him.
2: Oh, well, that may be worse.
0: <clears throat> yeah, my point is, you know, uh, uh, never meet your heroes. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have heroes. <laughs> I don't care. I know where to leave know. this. But... <laughs> <What's up? laughs> people smell Ce- celebrities like normal old, people. Uh, but famous people more smell like famous people smell people. like poop. That's 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 the lesson here. Famous people smell like poop.
2: That's <laughs> that's what we're going for.
0: Um okay, so the Arrow 601 synopsis. Is this really the synopsis, Jason? That's it.
2: That was the official and synopsis. And they
0: keep they are keeping this close to the vest. Oliver deals with the fallout of the explosion on the island.
2: That's it. I mean, it's only about two sentences less than the other synopses, but still hilariously short.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's what someone once said about Ray Shaw mom, Call back to the small penis joke from earlier. I've got Netflix Daredevil Funko Pop sitting next to a Dalek on my printer. Over to Legends of Tomorrow. I
2: can call back to random singing.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, on the topic of Rip's relationship with the Legends in season three, Arthur Darville says there's a thing that he discovers which is very important to him, and he feels like at times he can sort out his own, and then also realizes he needs to call on the Legends in order to help him. The Time Bureau, as much as they're brilliant. They do things in too much of an official way in order for, in his opinion, things to actually get done. So this interaction with the Legends at the moment is very much as a means to an end for him in terms of what he's trying to achieve. Feels like Season 1 to me, and also I thought Rip started this Time Bureau. What?
2: Uh, no, both of those can work. Like, it can feel like Season okay. 1, but they're two separate entities now. And to him, starting the Time Bureau is fine, But that can still be like, he starts it, he sets it up, it's a bureaucratic agency, and then he kind of realizes, like, eh, this needs to be here,
0: but there needs Mm -hmm. to be
2: a, you know, an A-team.
0: Okay. You know what would be cool is if it felt like uh, that time before they announced Legends of Tomorrow and we didn't know that it was a thing. Mm hmm It's time to put this show behind us is what I'm saying. Even though we'll cover it, we'll watch it because we're completists. God help us. The 301 Aruba synopsis for Legends of Tomorrow. When the Legends realize that they broke the timeline, Rip Hunter arrives with this new organization, the Time Bureau, to relieve them of duty. The Legends are thrilled to get a chance to put the team back together, but a new threat arises when Rory spots Julius Caesar in Aruba. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alright. Sarah, Nate, and Ray devise a plan to steal the Wave Rider back from the Time Bureau in order to try and stop Julius Caesar from conquering the modern world.
2: I don't even want to comment on it.
0: You know what? I I will. Uh, I want to see Julius Caesar try to conquer the modern world because I want to see like a millennial pull out a gun and shoot him in the head. That's what I want to see. You want the Indiana Jones team. Guess scene. what? We don't need a team to stop this from happening. Yeah. This guy couldn't figure out that his best friend was a piece of shit.
2: <laughs> his best friend, historically so, played his cards very close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they based Spock off this dude. Still. Or his type, at least.
0: Eh, they didn't. Stoicism? If Rottenberry ever said that... Hmm? Stoicism? If Rottenberry ever said that they based Spock off of anything, he was a liar. Okay, but if he hadn't said
2: that, he was also a liar. Like, Rottenberry was a crazy asshole.
0: That's true. Yeah, he was. <laughs> well, Spock's original original uh, character, he was red. He had a metal plate in his stomach. That he absorbed electricity through. That's how he ate. Um, and then they were like, that's too satanic. And that, that's not going to work. So he moved to like, you know, weird kind of a green flesh tone with uh, pointy ears. And they still wanted to take him off for being too satanic. There and he had not. emotions. He had emotions in the pilot and, uh, and in the cage. And uh, then the network said, hey, you got to get rid of him you got to get rid of the female who's the first in command. And uh, he said, uh, no, he fought for it. And they were like, okay, you can get rid of one. And he said, I picked the Vulcan. I want to keep the Vulcan. We'll get rid of the woman. And as Roddenberry often joked, he got rid of the woman. Uh, he kept the Vulcan and married the girl, which he literally did. It was She actually married the woman who played her. Uh, yes, it was a smart decision. But, you know, the show... Uh, God, you know, you just can't trust anything Roddenberry says. He's a liar. <laughs> He's a dead liar. Yeah. But anyway, um, I don't hold out any hope for Legends of Tomorrow at this point. I really don't. I, I will watch it. I will begrudgingly watch it. And um...
2: no, it's, <sighs> not, it's not <sighs> that far. I, I have hope. I always have hope going into a season you know, of Legends because they have so much leg- <laughs> rope to play with.
0: And they don't do anything with it. Legends has always been the one that I was always the most interested in watching, but always the one that fails me so wholeheartedly. Like, The Flash does more interesting and fun, rompy stuff than this show does. Legends seems to, like, lean on the idea of just, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to run around time and screw stuff up. And I hate that. Because you would think that they would, like, learn something from their adventures, they would stop screwing things up, but they just don't. It's like they have their own little paradoxical amnesia. So anyway, yeah. Um, moving on, gotta go, gotta do this. Uh, <laughs> Watchmen is still happening at HBO. It's official. Uh, actually, Randy SF45 again on Twitter uh, hit us up with this link. It says HBO is producing the Watchmen series. I hope we see the Minutemen first. I agree, I agree with you. If we're doing a TV show, we can we can see it all, Morty. We can see it all. <laughs> um, but the Hollywood Reporter is saying that Damon Lindelof's uh, adaptation of Watchmen for HBO has been given a pilot order and that HBO has commissioned additional scripts. The project was confirmed to be in production earlier this year. I don't know what this could mean. I don't know how this is going to play out. But HBO, I'm excited that it could be a thing. I don't see it as a series. I see it as a graphic novel. But you know what? I just threw all of Before Watchmen on my uh, on my Christmas list this year on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I plan to go back and read all of that, and um, I don't know. I, I could be possibly very interested in all of this. Uh, I, I've i heard good things about The Leftovers. I still have to get back to that. Damon Lindelof did a really great job on Lost and then kind of pissed me off at the finale, but I kind of wound up liking that anyway. Yeah. So I don't want to be too harsh on him. Also, we know how uh, they were doing
2: it, like, season to season a little bit with the story. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I get that, but the... Like Watchmen has it already has a story. Like he's he's working off known material. So uh
0: Yeah. Which, you know, I don't mind I don't think I mind um I don't mind him going in all in, in different directions with it. I don't mind him changing it up. Um you know, there's always so much you can you can do with an with before you start taking uh drastic license with the material. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest, man. I have the ultimate cut by Zack Snyder. I have the director's cut by Zack Snyder. I have the theatrical cut. I have the original graphic novel. I have two damn versions of it with different colorings. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with doing with going off book at this point. Like we we've got a really pretty faithful adaptation. Let's see what Damon has to do with it. I mean, I'm I'm good. Let's see what this what this does. Yeah. One of the nice I, things is, is um, the
2: concept is so pure watches The Watchmen? That, that that concept has so much play to it.
0: Yeah, he can have and, some. You know, fun if we're, and we're not lucky, really going to hold it against him
2: as long as he's sticking to the, the, yeah. like thematically, as long as he's sticking to this is what we loved about it. You know.
0: Yeah, and if we're really lucky, if we're truly very lucky, there'll be a squid. Uh, and we we <laughs> no, uh, well, I mean, I'd be fine with that. But HBO, you know, has a real chance here to do what Watchmen did in the first place uh, and redefine. Uh, the genre and honestly i mean we we have so many tv shows now so many superhero tv shows i think they really do have that potential to go in and not only do like i don't want to see necessarily a strict adaptation of the book watchman now i kind of want to see their take on current superhero uh entertainment uh, a lot like uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen, you know, showcased. Uh, they they changed Ozzy Medias to represent the '90s superhero. Like he had the nipples on the costume and everything. Mm-hmm. I would like to see HBO, uh, you know, kind of do their commentary on the CW shows, on the Marvel shows. That's just my thoughts on it. I I think that would be kind of interesting. Uh, adapt it for a new a new generation, and redefine it once again. That's fair. I'm sure Alan Moore is angry somewhere, but who the hell cares? What is any angry about, right?
2: Oh God, I know. So <laughs>
1: no,
0: I, I think Preacher
2: did something like what you're talking about, um, where it kind of took uh, it's a mixture of new issues and old values, yeah, through the prism of like the the Preacher character and and that sub, uh, you know that subset of characters. Um,
0: well, I guess I should specify the superhero genre, not necessarily just comics, but. Yeah, but you know. uh
2: the idea of kind of like um you know, running it through a, a present prism, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, The Preacher comic really just redefined comic books in a lot of ways anyway. Sure. But yeah, I still haven't gotten to Preacher. I want to, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh,
2: you're going to be pretty happy.
0: So, uh that's the end of our news. We got a little bit of more feedback uh Randy again, third time this episode. Jeez, dude. We hey, love you. Um You're <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Randy Randy at SF45 over on Twitter says last night's Gotham was the best premiere yet for the series. I didn't put it on the Gotham episode. I forgot about it. I'm sorry. I'm a piece of crap. Um, I think we wound up squarely around that point, around that idea, didn't we?
2: Yeah, just about. I, I think I actually said pretty much that at some point, that I thought that was... Yeah. Uh, it, my point was that they've started off in some really you know, supernatural kind of starting grounds a couple times and this was a very grounded, very believable, lots of fun kind of premiere this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Except for the whole thing of, you know, Edward being an ice and all that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean being that's an... not a real oh, thing. Oh, the crime licenses were dumb. But yeah. yeah. Only two things that were like really ridiculous. And even then the
2: licenses were way less dumb <laughs> than like reanimation.
0: Yeah. Good job, Gotham. You scaled it back. <laughs>
2: I, I almost don't want to, almost don't want to shit on him. That, that I, I was really excited by the premiere here. I like, I enjoyed the crap yeah. out of it. I, I really did. Like, uh, kind of looking forward to episode two and and so on. Yeah. Episode three, I, mean, I assume, will follow that.
0: I mean, look, if anyone's taking Gotham as anything more than a modern sixty, you know, Batman sixty six, I I don't know where your head's at. But I enjoy it for what it is. It's just modern modern gruesome camp is what it is. Grit camp. Is that a term? Can I coin that term? Grit camp? Maybe. But it
2: it it doesn't necessarily involve camp all the time.
1: It's like mm. modern
2: I don't know. Modern, though, playful grit with some camp.
0: Yeah. Eh. Anyway, that's all we got for this episode, y'all. If uh, ooh, y'all. I said y'all. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. Not unprecedented. Right on back. I guess not. Uh, ugh. Just kind a shiver down my spine. Mm-hmm. Made a rat run over my grave. Mm-hmm. Tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, it really does help us if you guys uh, go and leave us a good review on iTunes. Um, you can on Stitcher as well if you're using a desktop. But um, we tweet at DC on Screen. You can like us on Facebook. We're on Instagram, DC on Screen. We are on Tumblr now. Did I, have I mentioned that? We're on Tumblr. Don't think so. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? But we're on Tumblr. Why not? And um, you can email us at dconscreen@gmail.com. At and if you want to leave us a voicemail, be like aforementioned Jordan Valdez in his ivory tower, waiting for the world to end. I don't know where that came from. I just said it. It was in my head. But if you want to be like Jordan, 205-259-6331 Leave us a voicemail. Let us know. You know what we're getting wrong or what we're getting right, or, I don't know. What we're getting? What we're getting. What we've sure. done got? That sounds weird. We are DC on screen. <laughs> Good place to leave it. <laughs> Proud members of the Giants House Team Up Network. And uh, we'll be back next week. I don't think we're going to do a special episode this week. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. We've got a few, like, possibilities on the plate uh, we've been kind of pushing around with our fork, mm-hmm. waiting on the right time to consume. Uh, so uh, we love you guys. Let us know what you uh, thought about this. And by the way, no one's actually let us know what, we, what they thought about the new uh, the new uh, intro. Do you hate it? Do you love it? What do you think? Uh, I like it. like it quite a bit. Put my foot down. You bastards. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen.
2: Water. Ooh, wine. All right, so now you're just describing two people who showed up at different stages of the first miracle. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been very confusing if you showed up at the front or the back of that party, depending on which kind of party goer you were. You were. <laughs> like, initially you show up, and you're like, man, this is really lame. I've got to right? bounce. And then you find out later from your friends, like, that party got so dope. Some wine showed up. <laughs> some dude, there were some miracles. Whoa. Whoa.
0: <laughs> he was multiplying fish and breads. He was, it was literally
2: historic.
0: <laughs> Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgen's The History of the DC Universe, part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52 week 4. It was performed by me, David Z. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC On Screen is a Maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more.
3: I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The film. name your price tool, only from Progressive. The and and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and
0: coverage match limited by state law.
3: Look around you, that car you're driving, that house
1: your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream
3: fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American
1: Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.